It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, am I the only one who saw this? Welcome in. We are live here on this Wednesday afternoon and a big show planned for you centered around really one topic. I'll get to it here in just a moment, but the Braves continue their winning streak last night. We've got a lot to get to. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Give us a thumbs up and a like and share all the great content we have here on Locked on ATL. All right, um, let's start with Deshaun Watson today. And, you know, we, we talked earlier in the week about morality in sports, right? And Phil Mickelson and, and all that. And be careful about where you put it because you'll be allowing a whole lot of other things um, to, to make yourself look like a hypocrite. And this sort of dovetails in on that. And this is off the heels of a New York Times report. That says that Deshaun Watson saw at least 66 massage therapists over a 17-month period. Um, The list of 66 includes 24 women who have filed lawsuits, uh, two in the past week, a woman who sued Watson but withdrew the complaint, two women who filed criminal criminal complaints, 15 therapists who issued statement of support for Watson, four therapists who were contracted by the Texans, five women identified by the plaintiff's lawyers during the investigation, the civil suits, and at least 15 other women whose appointments with Watson were confirmed through interviews and records reviewed by the New York Times. Okay. I'll say this again in case it it needs repeating. Folks, you know, if the number of women that are coming out and accusing Deshaun Watson has finally started to get to you, it's finally started to make you go, whoa, yeah, uh, he probably shouldn't be playing football this year then you were thinking about this thing wrong to begin with. Because guess what, folks? This is how this sort of works. And and particularly when it comes with violence against women. One time, you may be able to argue is bad judgment. One time is bad judgment. One time you can go have a a mistake and just get caught up in the heat of the moment and, and everything else. The minute it hit woman number two, it was intentional. Don't kid yourself. Don't fool yourself. When he called the second massage therapist, when he asked for sexual favors from the second massage therapist, it became intentional. By the time we get three, we were at full-blown pattern. Don't kid yourself into anything here. And I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Deshaun Watson is 100% guilty of all this stuff. What I am saying here is that objectively, Deshaun Watson on a spectrum of things is at the very best, at the very, very best, the creepiest dude in America who you want nowhere within 100 miles of any female you've ever met. That's the best case scenario for what Deshaun Watson is. At worst, he is a serial sexual predator who needs to be behind bars for a very long time. Now, you could argue the truth is somewhere in between. I'm not even going to have that discussion. Because... The reason he's not facing charges right now has nothing to do with whether he's guilty or not. Folks, 
do your research. Go back to the depositions. He has agreed. He has, he has, he has confirmed meeting with these women. He has confirmed sexual contact with some of these women. This is not new. Like, it's not hard to figure out. And the difference between criminal and not criminal is somewhere in a piece of paper written down how the rule reads. In parlance, NFL fans, you would understand the old catch rule. What we thought looked like a catch, what we saw as a catch, written down rule-wise, wasn't a catch. And it's the same thing here. You know, I just watched, and I'll give you another example. I just watched a documentary on Netflix called Our, Our Father. Really, really creepy. Um, and it was about a fertility doctor who was inseminating women with his own sample instead of the ones of their fathers. So he was taking the wrong sample and purposely putting his in women. And he fathered like some 90 some on children, if, if not more than that. And the only thing they were able to legally, legally charge him with was obstruction of justice when he lied to FBI agents when they questioned him. The way the law was written, there was nothing that said he actually committed a crime. And that's what the real deal here is with Deshaun Watson. The way the law is written, investigators must have felt and the DA must have felt that we cannot win this case. And trying them all and losing is a waste of time, resources, money. And, oh, by the way, it makes all these women look like liars. So let's not go down that road. Because legally, the way the law was written for whatever reason, and I don't know all the legalese of it and everything else, but that has to be the reason. Because in reality, guys, you can't have this many people asserting something without at least one of it being 100% actually factually, factually true. So again, the fact that he's not charged don't give me this innocent until proven guilty. He's admitted to sexual contact with these women. He's admitted to it. So I don't need to know that the fine line between what is and what isn't. As I said, at best, he's the creepiest dude in America. I want him nowhere near anybody I know. Man, woman, child, dog, who cares? I don't want him anywhere near anybody I know. I'm running in the other direction because he's a creepy dude at best. But don't kid yourself into thinking that any of this at this point should be surprising. It, it's it's not none of this should have changed your thinking. And and here's the other part: the NFL now they, it's almost like they got the life raft they were asking for. This actually saves the NFL. This makes it so much easier on the NFL. They were hoping something like this was going to happen. Why were they hoping like something like this was going to happen? I'll explain why. Because the NFL, who openly says they care about women and care about optics and everything else, and they really don't. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. If you think they do, you're completely mistaken. The NFL does not give a rip about appearances. They do not. They try to put on a good spin and a good face on everything, but they don't care. They clearly don't care. And there's not an NFL team that cares. They act like they do, but they don't. So don't kid yourself. That said, the NFL was dealing with the dilemma of, how do I suspend a guy who clearly has done some really bad, uncomfortable things with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, with 20 plus women, okay? How do I suspend that guy when not a single charge has been brought against him? 
because all I got is the comparison of Ben Roethlisberger, who was never charged for six games, Ezekiel Elliott, who was never charged for six games. So really all I can do is give this guy six games, maybe eight based off of the volume of women, right? Because they, the, the pushback from all the other players in the league and the players union, who is part of this whole thing, says, you just suspended a guy who wasn't charged with a crime. How do you do that? Right? So there's this, this back and forth infighting. There's this back and forth thing, and they were close to the end of this. Well, now, oh, wait a minute. I've got more information. I've got, in fact, I've got, got 42 more pieces of information that I didn't have before. And all this is bad. And guess what? Now, now, because the number has gotten so big, because it's gotten so huge, now I can actually suspend him, and everyone's going to back us up. Because all the sports media folks in Atlanta and everywhere else are going, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so bad at 66 with the sheer volume of this thing. Folks, the sheer volume at two was a problem. Get your head out of your ass. Like, one is the problem. You want to you you want to get excited? You didn't get excited about twenty, but now you're getting excited about sixty. I got to question where you are. And sports media folks in this town, you guys crack me up. And I'm sorry, like I I don't. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one with an active brain. And I know my colleagues and, and they're all my friends, and they're all going to tell me I'm an idiot. And that's fine. And and they, they get where I'm coming from. I think they know this is not personal. But I've heard some really bad arguments over the past twenty four hours, man. I've heard some awful arguments about this whole Deshaun Watson thing and where it is. You know, like, again, people who are screaming at, at yesterday, the other day, at Phil Mickelson for doing this, but yet, oh, Deshaun Watson can go play football. What's the big deal? He wasn't charged. You know how ridiculous you sound? Do you know how stupid you sound on the surface? Like, honestly, like, admit that what you're doing is making a terrible argument. And we go, well, I'm not defending Deshaun Watson. I'm not defending him. Then what are you doing? Oh, I'm just pointing out, you know, the, the mere fact. Okay, yeah, you can wordsmith this thing all you want. It, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter at all. But sometimes I feel like I'm the only person in this town uh, from a sports radio perspective who has like any objectivity towards this stuff and, and looks at it with any sort of clairvoyancy. Sorry for the arrogance, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I've listened to talk radio in this town and I don't know wh what people are getting at. And this goes beyond suspension and everything else. Like, if you are objective enough to say, I don't want this dude around my daughter, I don't want this dude around my sister, then leave it there. It doesn't need to go any farther. If you can objectively say that, then guess what? The consequences should come after that. The punishment should come after that. If you can meet in the middle, if I can ask any one of the sports media folks in this town, would you want that guy alone in a room with your wife? Would you want that guy alone in a room with your sister or your daughter? If the answer is no, then guess what? You believe he should be suspended. It's that simple. It really is. Don't complicate the issue. I, I just, I'm not sure why people can't figure this part out because it's blatantly obvious. Now, the real question is, is what will the NFL do and how will they handle it? I think they got a gift with these extra women. They got a huge gift. Now they can delay this. They can drag it out a little bit longer. They can come up with a punishment. And all of a sudden, it's there. 
And I'm sure the Cleveland Browns will will figure out a way. I mean, he's going to get suspended, so he's not actually going to get paid. You know, the bonus money he's get he's got. Um, you know, they may try contract voids. The NFL doesn't have enough nuts. They just don't have enough balls to kick somebody out of the league. They just don't. Like it's it's not who they are. They're gutless and spineless in that manner. I give baseball at least a ton of credit. They drew a line in the sense that Pete Rose, get out, don't ever come back. Like at least they have the guts to do that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. At least they have the guts to do it. Football doesn't have the guts for that. The NFL doesn't have the stomach for that. Because if they did, they would have done it a long time ago to certain dudes. Because there are just certain dudes who didn't need to be playing, period. That's it. When we come back, (laughs) it's only going to get better, folks. Uh, If you're a Falcons fan and you wanted Deshaun Watson here, should you feel wrong about it? But first... We'll put somebody else's head on the chopping block. That's coming up next. It's A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube. Everybody get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube. And wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, follow me at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Check out all the great shows we got here on Locked On ATL including Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanitra Batiste. Don't forget about our Braves postcast, Locked On Falcons, Locked On Hawks, the whole cast, the whole crew. We appreciate all the love and support, guys. You guys have made this a lot of fun for us. All right. Uh, what hasn't been fun is watching this whole Deshaun Watson saga unfold uh, and, and the idiocy of some of the thoughts and opinions that are out there uh, about this whole thing. And, and, yeah, I'm being super critical of people on this because it, it, it really – it's not that difficult. It's it's not that difficult. I, I actually believe it is it is harder for fans than it is for media folks and people within the football power structure, be it within the organization of any team or the league and everything else. Because fans have a dissociative property, right? Like they don't necessarily care who wears the jersey. They just care about the name on the front, not the name on the back. And if you win, it's all fine and good. Everything's forgiven. We've seen this over and over and over again, right? Um, and, and and because it happens that way, uh, we've sort of conditioned ourselves to believe that there is a, a line between us as fans and players, and we can dissociate ourselves from that. And, and Falcons fans who wanted to Sean Watson, I'm going to address you in a minute in reference to what you should have thought of his allegations and, and your team wanting a player with those allegations. But if you're a Falcons fan, what you should really objectively be mad at today, okay, more than anything, is the fact that you have, and now it's like factually proven, one of the worst owners in all of the NFL. And I'll say that plainly and say it out loud. And here's why. You know, when the Falcons were pursuing Deshaun Watson, Arthur Blank sat there, uh, and when he was questioned about it, seemed to downplay the team's level of interest. And the exact quote, what he said was that, I think for us, to the level of pursuit we had, the exploratory stage, I think, was the right thing to do. Would it have made sense to go further than that? It would depend on, you know, what a much more intensive process would have revealed or discussions we would have had. The word explore is a key word. I would say exploring it. And we matched the amount of work we were doing to the word exploring. And it wasn't more than that. It wasn't less than that. 
let me get this straight. And I said this after the, this all went down and he had this, this quote, uh, you were the owner of a billion dollar corporation in Home Depot. And you truly expect me to believe that when you were acquiring an asset like Deshaun Watson, or a, a, if you want to relate that to the Home Depot world, whether it's an Ace Hardware or whatever it else, a smaller mom and pop shop, that you only did exploratory research on that acquisition. You didn't, you didn't open up the books and look at how much money they made. You didn't look at their profitability, their long-term sales projections. You didn't look at their income statements and balance sheets over the last 15 years. You didn't look at their bad debts, good debts. You just did exploratory. Oh, bull crap. You don't expect me to believe that, do you? Because I don't believe it. And, and here's the real rub. If I do believe it, it signals one of two things. Either you're a bad businessman because you didn't do your homework on a major acquisition for your company and you're just willy-nilly with all your billions of dollars or you just didn't care. Either way, it's a sign of bad ownership. It's a, it's a sign of bad judgment. It's a, it's a sign of bad decision-making and it's not consistent with how you got to the top of the business world at all. It literally is contrary. I don't know any, I don't know many billionaires to begin with, but I, I, I don't know any billionaires who willfully just throw away money on major acquisitions with, quote, exploratory research. It makes no sense. Because I can tell you this much from my experience in high-level decision-making within the military. There's a whole lot of research done. I have a staff of people working for me who are presenting me with multiple courses of actions, weighted decision matrix, uh, you know, facts, information, slides, PowerPoint, beyond PowerPoint to make decisions about the future of our organization and the future of the, 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 the unit that I'm in command of to do X, Y, and Z. And you want me to believe that making a what now is a $230 million acquisition for the Atlanta Falcons, you only bothered to do exploratory research. That don't fly. It don't fly. It is a sign of a bad owner or a liar. And on top of it, what Falcons fans really should be ticked about more than anything else is you did it at the expense of the best Falcon in team history. You were willing to toss him aside like old lunch and said, we don't need you anymore because we got something better that I didn't bother to do any research on. That's what should have Falcons fans ticked off today. That's really what should have him picked off. You didn't do your homework on a guy that clearly, as I said earlier, at best is a freaking creep. And you only did exploratory research and you did it at the behest of the best person to ever put on a Falcons uniform in, in the 50 some on years history, 60 some on years history of this franchise. And you threw him out like day old cheese. That's what Falcons fans should be ticked about more than anything. I'm not even a Falcons fan and I get ticked at it. I get ticked at it because the logic is so flawed. The, 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 the decision-making is so flawed. It's ridiculous. Your fans deserve better. Your patrons deserve better. They deserve leadership and they deserve somebody who actually will do more than exploratory work when making major business decisions on the future of the franchise. I mean... I'm not, again, I'm not even a Falcons fan and I'm mad because I get irritated at stupidity. And that's what this was.
If you're a Falcons fan and you want to hate the Falcons for going after a guy who, again, at worst is probably a serial sexual predator, I support that. You can have that decision. I'm somebody who generally separates morality and sports. Like, you know, I don't have to. It's not my decision to make. So when I'm sitting in the chair and I have to make the decision, um, it's it's a different set of emotions for me. And I treat it with much, much less emotion and much more pragmatism um, than I just did in the last couple of minutes here. But I'm okay with fans who want to do it. If fans don't want to separate that and they look poorly upon the Falcons, I, I get it. But I'm not going to chide a fan who does still want to support the team and doesn't care. I mean, there's a certain contingent of, well, they tried and they didn't get him, so it doesn't really matter, right? Like, he's not here. You know, it's one of those, I guess it's only exploratory, right? Because it was only exploratory, we don't have to get that upset about it. Because that's really what the word, that's what you made it seem like. And again, I just, I can't wrap my head around how quickly it, it got downplayed. And can I go back to taking shots at my colleagues here? How, how did no one press this man harder on this? Because I guarantee if I get in front of Terry Frontenot, I guarantee you, I will ask him exactly this question, or Arthur Blank for that matter, exactly this question. Given what you know now about 66 women, not 24, is it fair to say that your exploratory research was enough to make a decision to even pursue Deshaun Watson? Because when the answer is, well, you know, clearly we did enough research not to get, you didn't make the decision not to choose. He ch not chose not you. <laughs> Watson chose not to come here. You didn't choose not to get Watson. So don't fool us. You wanted him. You had a chance to get him. You didn't do your homework. And you got lucky because he chose somebody else. Because if this had been the Falcons he was choosing with $230 million in his back pocket after the Michael Vick situation, it would have been one of the biggest embarrassments in professional sports for an owner twice to have this happen to his star quarterback. Bad ownership. It's what it is. Don't try to sugarcoat it as anything else. And again, I genuinely feel sorry for Falcons fans because I don't know when you're going to win anything with that kind of leadership. I don't. It's really, really tough to win with that sort of leadership. You need superior talent across the board. So again, when I get in front of these folks, I will ask them about their exploratory nature of the research that they did. On Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. It's A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe and like our YouTube channel as well. Give it the old thumbs up, and we appreciate you guys giving us all the support. Boy, I need to bring it down after the last uh, 20 minutes or so. Probably got a little bit too heated there, Falcons fans and NFL fans. But, you know, again, I'm just passionate about it, and, and I believe what I believe. And um, I, I hope that there is a sentiment of folks out there who, at this point in time, genuinely can reevaluate what they thought of this whole thing from start to finish and go, you know, I probably missed the mark when this thing first happened. And that's okay. Like, you're not – going to be nailed to a cross for this and shouldn't be nailed to a cross for it. But just understanding and recognizing, you know, thought processes that are flawed along the way, I think is a critical part of, of growing up and being an adult. And, and that, that should never stop, right? Now I'm getting all preachy on you guys. I'm just going to shut up and hand out a shovel of wisdom. 
brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. Maybe I should give myself a shovel. Let's do that. There we go. Now I feel better. I think every everything has gotten straight straightened out right now. But today, in all seriousness, my shovel goes to NBC. Yeah, you know NBC. Uh, NBC Sports. Yeah. Um, they tried to follow suit with what CBS did and Fox did, and didn't work out so well for them. Well, what CBS did, of course, is they took Tony Romo right from the playing field and put him in a booth. And then Fox did the same thing with Greg Olson, took him from the playing field and put him in a booth. Worked out pretty well. Those guys are pretty good. Well, NBC tried that with Drew Brees, and guess what? Hey, gone After one year. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to skewer Drew Brees as an analyst. I didn't think he was very good. Uh, he wasn't very interesting. He wasn't terrible, but he clearly wasn't great and didn't move the needle. Um, because if he had... And they had gotten the data points that they needed. And they had gotten the reaction that they needed from Drew Brees and, and everything else. He would still be there. Um, this is clearly a move about effectiveness, not necessarily Drew Brees, quote, wanting to be with his family. That's a nice and easy and convenient uh, um, way to, to look at it. You know, it's, it's, it's an easy out for them. But uh, this is more of, yeah, Drew, you weren't really what we thought you were going to be. And it didn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. And so... Guess what, dude? See ya. You know. So uh, if you'd like to hand out a shovel, you can do so on my Twitter account, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Just use the hashtag shovel of wisdom. All right. Uh, game three, NBA finals tonight between the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, if you're into lines and everything else, Boston's laying three and a half. You have a total of 212 and a half. And uh, I am going to take the points here with Golden State. There's a sense that they could be a square dog because still the public is backing them even on the road and even after how well Boston played in game one. There's a couple of things to know here. One, Boston has a turnover problem. Um, there is a line of demarcation with them. 15 turnovers or less, they win the game. 16 turnovers or more, they lose the game. Uh, it's that simple. They've got to take care of the basketball. Uh, and if they don't, Golden State has too many good shooters to be able to annihilate them. <laughs> and take advantage of it, right? Now, Boston's done a great job at limiting Golden State shooting. Uh, this is a team, the Warriors, that came into the finals shooting 49% from the field over the first two games. Boston has held them to just 41% shooting from the field. And they've certainly limited them from three-point range. So uh, this is more about secondary scoring than anything else. You look at game one, you get Al Horford with 26 points. You have Marcus Smart chipping in. You got Robert Williams chipping in. Guess what happened in game two? Those three combined scored six points on three of 11 shooting. And uh, Golden State, you know, obviously they got Jordan Poole, Devon Looney. This is a game where I think if they win, if they win outright, it's because Clay Thompson had a really big game. He's kind of been very quiet. and He might not even be 100% still coming back from the knee injury and everything else. He's just a little bit of a different player. But when Clay gets going, man, Golden State is unstoppable. And I would watch out for him tonight to have a big Big night. Uh, if he if he does, I think they're going to be in a real, real good situation for Golden State. So I'm going to take the points tonight. Uh, and for what it's worth, I'm on, on the over for the total. So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll play that there as well. Uh, go to my Twitter account at Mark Zeno. I post a bunch of my picks there and links uh, to everything that I've done and all the work that I do in the sports gambling arena. So check that out as well. So that'll do it for me today. I'm going to go cool off and 
have a cold drink and enjoy the rest of my Wednesday. I hope you guys do the same back tomorrow with another edition of A to Z. Appreciate the love and support. You guys have a great night. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.